So it gets like exponentially much harder. But at each of those like difficulty thresholds where a lot of people give up, I loved pushing past that kind of difficulty barrier because there's all of these sweet, juicy nuggets of information that a lot of people don't discover just because they give up too early. Welcome to another episode of Let's Get Practical. Today, my guest is Milo from Notion for Teachers, and I'm just super excited to meet him because when you notice creative energy, traction, and really like a new person in the Notion scene, in the creative space, you take notice. And in our podcast, we interview creators, doers, some of them like are more like non-obvious heroes that are doing incredible things to just learn how, what, and why they're doing what they do. Milo, for everybody who does not know you, could you please tell us a little bit about you and where you're calling in from? Yeah, awesome. My name is Milo. I'm originally from Canada. I came to Korea about five years ago. I was uh, originally an aerospace engineer back in Canada, and I was getting a little tired of just the routine, I guess. So I wanted something a little more adventurous. So I ended up just hopping on a one-way ticket to Bangkok and just traveling around Southeast Asia by myself. A year later, found myself teaching English in South Korea, just to, just to, at the start, just to earn some money and stay in Asia and not go back, keep that adventure alive. And I've now been an English teacher for about, I think going on five, five years now. And so I also, I do teach English as a second language in Korea at a Hogwan or a after-school English academy. And I am also the content coordinator for the 12 academies that are connected to the chain of academies that I work for. In the last year, I started selling Notion templates that were specifically target, targeted towards teachers. I got started with that kind of almost by accident. I was messing around with different productivity softwares or different solutions for productivity and organization to help me manage a lot of the admin stuff I had to do as a teacher. So just task management, lesson planning, just file storage, and just general kind of productivity and organization. And I stumbled across Notion, ended up spending a bit of time learning it, falling in love with it, building out a kind of teacher dashboard for myself that I used as a lesson planner, task manager, calendar, things like that. And ended up sharing the template I made on the Notion subreddit. And it absolutely blew up, went viral top of the page for about two weeks. And I had so many people, like probably few hundred direct messages asking to buy the template. So that kind of got me looking into how do you actually sell a template, discovering Gumroad and the whole process of tizing a Notion template, which event, which is the rabbit hole I went into a year, almost a year ago. And that got me started selling my first template called Education Management Studio, which I still sell now. And almost going to replace, I think, with this new template I'm coming out. But that was about a year ago. And so fast forward a ye- almost a year now, I run a business called Notion for Teachers. I have about nine products, six or no, not even 11 products, 11 of which are free. N- sorry, no. Oh my God. 
eight of them are free. Six of them are free with like paid upgrades and then three premium products. One tailored towards private tutors. That is a glorified lesson planner, student and lesson planner. Also, then I have Education Management Studio, which was the first template I came out with, but it's been through a lot of different iterations now. And then the really recent popular course creator, which is like a modular course builder in Notion that basically builds out a framework for people to build their own educational courses. And that's been my, yeah, my bestseller and surprisingly really popular product. But uh, yeah, that's my long introduction. Wow, I, that's, so I can um, go for a long time. I can go for a long I know, time. No, that's awesome. And I have so many hooks and talking points that we could start from, but I did it. not know <laughs> that you had started uh, on this notion journey almost a year ago. How, yeah, how did that, what did you do at first before, I don't know, you became more active on Twitter? It, it was figuring out Gumroad. And once I created a a pro- oh, what did I call it first? I think I called like my brand or my store name EM Studio, just stands for wow. Education Management Studio. And I spent like a week alone making a logo for it, which I don't even use now whatsoever. I, I basically had this idea. We, like, and like you know logos. But oh, it God, starts it, just, it. Like it's, you don't use it, it, but I think you need it. <laughs> you need yeah. to go through that process. Absolutely. And it gets you amped up for this product that totally. you make and gets that kind of creative flow going. And so I just focused on selling this one product that was basically my dashboard that I would use wow. at work. And then <clears throat> since I knew that I was going to be trying to sell it, I like tried to add a bunch of things to it, which I thought might be useful, but they were things that I wouldn't use, but I felt like in different educational settings, people would use. So like like a classroom manager where you can create your weekly schedule and each class has its own page and stuff, which, which I've, I always, for the last year I've had trouble making right. But I think with this new ultimate teacher planner thing, I've done pretty well, but at the, yeah, the beginning, the very beginning, like how did you first, I think we all have our like notion click story and I can share mine. Um, But I want to hear, when did it click? And then you were talking about testing different things. So if you could share like some of the things that you've tested before that maybe did not work out, what did you do before Notion? And then what kind of things, business stuff that I've done before Notion? No, the work that you're doing on Notion, like all the class management and all that, like you were early on, you were saying that you were testing a couple different things to do task management. And how did you first learn about Notion, that first contact point? Okay, let's start with how did I learn about Notion then? I used to do a bunch of like crypto stuff, like a year, more than a year ago. And crypto Twitter is hilarious. That's how I got into Twitter in the first place was through oh, wow. just following crypto news. And one of a big kind of newsletter guy on Twitter, crypto guy posted one of those listicles, those no code listicles and, or just his like productivity stack that he used. And it's even like that. just crypto, not, not a notion And this was creator. just crypto. No, oh, not at all. And he okay. said that he managed his newsletter and like content management through Notion. And I'm like, that's cool. What, what is Notion? And I went and checked it out and immediately I'm like, holy shit. 
there's something here. This is really cool. And I like- And this is like I, a year ago. It was a year ago, exactly. More, just more than a year ago. And so I looked at some of the videos while I was at work, like the tutorial videos on the main Notion website. I started trying to learn Notion and it was- like quite difficult at the beginning, if you know, like it's a little infuriating at the beginning, but it was like just difficult and just frustrating enough that I was hooked into it. Cause I knew that like, there was something there. There's like just the cleanliness and the functionality of just a single blank page with that slash command. And then being able to go in infinitely go inside pages. I'm like, oh my God, I don't understand this, but I need to learn more. And I spent like a week just playing around with it. And I learned shortly that you can only watch so many tutorial videos. One day you just got to sit down with a blank page and just dick around with the slash command and try and build like a workflow or a system that you would use in your daily life. So I just quickly put together something for exercise, workout, routine, whatever. I paid for a template from Chris Notion, the YouTuber, the big Notion uh -huh. YouTuber. I got to check him out. And I bought a template and that I reversed engineered, looked at how that template worked, learned a bit more about relations and stuff. So that's, and then I just kept using it every single day for trying to use it for different things, for a kind of a travel planner, use it for like a little date planner with my girlfriend. And then we just, she doesn't use it. And then I just started to use it for different things. But the main thing was I was just using it for teaching. And at the time I was managing a lot of teachers lesson creation assignments. So I was having to give out a creation assignments to about 20, 20 plus teachers. And so using Notion to filter by the academy they were in, just set up a whole system of a management system for managing teachers, not just managing the classroom, but I built a system for like managing teachers and their assignments and stuff, which probably is something I should look into as an actual product for a school rather than individual teachers. But that's how I got like discovered it and just kept messing around with it. When it clicked that I'm like, oh my God, I want to focus on this was Af like literally after just the first sale I on Reddit, I already had so many people waiting for this product that when I did finally create the Gumroad page and the product and everything, I made like 300 bucks in the first week, I think, wow. <clears throat> which it's not bad. And for about like another few months, I did about $200 a month. And that was just from messaging people on Facebook groups, getting on Reddit. But eventually I just got banned from Reddit for self-promotion. No, yeah, Reddit does not like self-promotion. So I got a 30-day. The different communities, they're all like have their own different flavor. Reddit, you can't really self-promote at all. So really, I think a lot of traffic you could get from Reddit is just by like helping people on the subreddit. But I feel like that just takes up a lot of time. I would say Reddit's maybe not the best for that. Facebook, the Notion Facebook groups or the Notion template Facebook groups are just not good as well like 95% of the people in there are just like just looking to get free templates and they're almost pretty sure like a lot of them are bots too that's where you see a lot of people like giving away stolen templates and whatnot yeah whenever I post templates there I never get any like upsells or sales or something you just wow. get a lot of free downloads Twitter I think is great 
I mean, I love Twitter. I started using Twitter, I think, shortly after kind of Reddit and I started making sales because I like I know, via I just, Twitter uh, or not selling on Twitter, but just getting on Twitter and connecting with other Notion creators because I, I, I don't know where I learned that that was like a good idea. I just you just slowly fought, discover Twitter is like pretty big for Notion creators, I guess, or just like even for everyone. I love like Twitter is like yeah Twitter is like my I know you love Twitter you love Twitter (laughs) I love Twitter and my and I can talk all day about Twitter I think it's just Twitter's awesome actually it's so good and it's so good in a way that I feel like even Twitter does not know how good it is like it's just like there there there's so many things that you can get out of it that are yeah, not true. like intended of the product, right? Like it's a social media, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. It's just like, it's like my Reddit. Like, you know, it's my, I have like groups of people that I follow. And to me, mm. some of the people that I see on my feed end up like a subreddit. Like I haven't been active on subreddits, but it's what I, mm. it's like in my mind, there's this group of people, strangers that kind of like, you know, just getting engaged and involved in your conversations and it's, it's really fun, interesting. I've, I learn a ton of like local oh intelligence. God, I learn so much from So much, right? Yeah. From Twitter. Like, so if you are saying, okay, you know, like Reddit, it's like so-so, Facebook, not so much. What have you seen like your most sort of successful in a way maybe, but like your best platform to promote your work, to get attention, engagement, traction, sales? What has been that platform for you? To be honest, I am not on a lot of platforms. I'm planning to, well, in the next month, I will be my official like one year of since my first sale, I think in August or something. And in the next month, I'm basically finishing up a new website. I'm finishing up this last product, this ultimate teacher planner. And once that's all done, I'm, basically not putting in any more like a lot of hard work into making products anymore and just focusing on content creation and getting onto different social media platforms. So super curious about just making that vertical, quick, short video format that you see on Instagram reels, TikToks, YouTube shorts, things like that. I don't spend a lot of time on that. Not like very little time, but I know those are very big platforms for, for something like notion templates, just cause notion is very visual. And so it's, I feel like those are good social media platforms to jump into. There are a lot of creators on those platforms that are killing it with notion templates that are just nowhere near Twitter. But in the last year, my biggest platform by far, and ba- only the biggest, only because I use it the most is just Twitter. Because yeah. I just don't have enough time to to spread out. Like I work like from 3 p.m. till 10 p.m. every day. And then so I just wake up in the morning. I have that little block of time to exercise, eat, work on stuff. And then at night from like 11 p.m. till 12, just work on stuff. So I don't have that much time to get on other social media platforms, but... I'm looking into it, but right now Twitter is the biggest. You had, uh, Milo, you had mentioned, I think on Twitter, like there is a Notion circle community. What is that yes. about? Yeah, so the 
some of the well, the Notion themselves, Notion, the company, like the guys at Notion, created a circle. Circles that you know what circle is. I know that- circle, but I didn't know about a Notion circle community. Yeah, for template creators, they literally just made it, like not even maybe a week ago, and. <clears throat> This is like Ben Lang, that yeah, guy yeah. from Notion. Yeah, I think yeah. he started it. And so what they're doing is they are inviting, I think, groups of 50 every single Monday. So every Monday, 50 more Notion creators are invited in or something. So I was in like the first wave of creators to be invited in there. Like a tool is in there. I think I see Pasio in there, a bunch of other kind of different creators from actually across the world. It was like wow. a bunch of French and Brazilian creators. I think they were getting like a kind of a big selection, not just like the big names. Right. Lowe's in there, of course, as well. So I think, yeah, I think every week they're inviting more Notion creators, but it's a circle community for template creators. And then they're having events and stuff this week. I think they have an event tomorrow at 1 a.m. Korean time, which I'm going to, but they're launching, I think, a sneak peek for their new template gallery, which I think you, is that, were you the one who showed me that? I think it was someone else, maybe. 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 I don't know. I don't know. But apparently they're launching a new template gallery that will have actual creator profiles because they don't currently have that right now. So you can click into a creator's profile, see all their templates and stuff, which I think will be really cool for a Notion website just because that website gets so much traffic. That yeah. and it's it's amazing how Notion grows Probably even Notion is like, oh, wow, you know, like we are Notion because there are these creators that, you know, like we, they, they created an entire ecosystem, right? Oh, with, yeah. And with community templates. of Notion users. Right. As it's well. amazing. Oh, so, it's so great. Yeah. With, and then we are probably active in like different pockets of these communities. But yeah. when you talk about other creators, so not like not users or potential clients, who are some creators where maybe you're getting inspiration from or learning from, you know, like alongside learning over the shoulder? Who are people that you pay attention to? Oh, man, it's interesting, like, because there were a lot of people that I looked up to at the start because I was like, oh, they got a big following and they've got some cool templates and stuff. But I've grown pretty quickly in like the last year that I've starting to outpace some of the people that I looked up to. And so like my peer group has is changing every few months because because I find I think relative to a lot of the creators, I'm growing quite quickly and Honestly, I just put in so much time into it. That's really what it comes down to. I just I was going to say I I do it. I yeah. do also think Milo that your growth is I mean, we I always say that what we notice that we're in a bubble, but from what I notice from where I am, your growth is very noticeable and That's like really fast. Cool. There's a lot of traction. That's what how I see it. How, so that's why I was excited today. I'm so curious how you see it because I only recently in the, like the last few months, like I've noticed a kind of a change in the way um, like my account on Twitter and how people interact with me and of course like my sales as well. There's like a noticeable change and I'm and I'm starting to get a, like a lot of notice from a lot of different places. I'm curious what you notice that kind of gives you that idea like oh that 
like you notice my growth? What is it? So if I tell you like a couple things that I took notice is that I think there are, and then this is like, again, like it's not truth. I'm just, it's an opinion, right? But I, I notice a lot of random things, right? And one of the things that I noticed about you is that there, there's this like group of creator, like notion template creators. And I felt like everybody was trying to be Islo. Like, I I feel like everybody was trying to, you know, just like mimic his sort of aesthetics, like minimalist designs. And like, it was all like trying to be that success or replicate his success. And I think his work is amazing. And I feel like you sort of come in and you have your own style and your own sort of, you know, like, aesthetic sort of visual language to the work that you're doing yeah and i think that is noticeable and and it's very polished so like i wanted yeah, sure. to yeah. it looks very polished and i know i've worked at hagwans like long time ago and i know it's like actually a lot of work and like draining <laughs> yes. and like for so little kid, money <laughs> do you like teach kids or adults oh, i teach kids yeah. Okay. A so middle school I, and elementary. Yeah. I mean, like, I cannot. I only taught like in Techidong, right? Like the kind of okay. mecca of Hagwans, yeah, just sure. for a little bit, because I'm like, this is so tiring. Like, I cannot do this for too long, right? Yeah. And I was trying to, I was trying to tell myself it's rewarding. Like, I'm trying to be like nurturing. And like, I'm like, this is too much. So I'm saying all this because like your stuff looks really polished, very like. It's your style. I think you have developed your own mix of things, like your personal brand. So I think that's, I'm learning so much just by looking at your growth. I said, oh, wow. And it's like, I was before today's episode, I'm thinking, I think, because I've been starting to think about the title of the episode, even before we have the episode. And I was like, I feel like, you know, for him, like it could be even like, it's never too late to start creating and, you know, like start selling Notion because like people are like, oh, it's too late. There are too many. It's a saturated it's market. It's not at all. It's not at all. Right. It's so like, I mean, you come in. all of the Islo clones. That's it. Right, so like so... you just being not that, you already separate yourself. Of course, right, you got to so do I, all of it. very different. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, sure. my, my question to you was, I know you're really big on, you know, like Canva. You're like, you have a new website like yesterday. It's like, like things happen really fast. Do you, are you using like, are you being very practical how you build things or you already knew how to program and like, I don't know, HTML and stuff. Like what is your like tech stack for like, you know, websites and I do Gumroad and like Canva for design. Well, I've been using I've been using computers since I was like seven or eight. I've just grown up with computers. I love using computers. When I was like, even when I was twelve, I was messing around with like Dreamweaver, which was like an old school HTML web builder and stuff. Like I just loved trying new tools and learning new things. So and like big gamer as well. Naturally, I was like good with computers. I was a engineer as well. I just did a lot of mathematics, physics. Like I like technical stuff, how things kind of work, like systems. I think I like understand how systems really like 
just really well. I find that's just my forte, what just understanding kind of how pieces connect. But I've always been good with like using just a variety of different software. Also, I, yeah, I'm naturally curious. So I pick up something and I just obsess over it and I learn, I find I learn quite quickly, but really, yeah. And so I used also, I had a little dropshipping clothing business, like a few, maybe like four years ago for a year. And that really got me started. It got me, I learned a lot from that about sales, about just selling something just even making your first dollar online. Like my store was so garbage. I knew nothing. And just the little things you learn, like in a year of running your own like website and store, like image optimization, just like little like SEO, like all these email marketing, customer service, just all these little things, I think just started to stack up. And now going into this, like I have a good wealth of knowledge to work off of. Also like... Yeah, like you said, working at a hogwan, it's hard work. And honestly, I wouldn't, I don't think I could just spend four or five years in a hogwan just about being like, oh, I love the teaching. I do love the teaching. It's super fun. But my biggest focus and what kept me here was that every single week at the hogwan, you would have to make two lessons. And these lessons were shared on a big Dropbox to hundreds of teachers at like the 12 different academies. And I was so bad at making lessons at the beginning, like using Microsoft Word and PowerPoint to like format things. But it was like one part of my job that I started to really like. I love like moving things around and using like moving text boxes and images and making a lesson look really good. Because I found that with like a worksheet, if it was just like blank lines, fill in the blanks, and there was lots of empty space, kids would get really distracted. They would draw in the empty space and stuff. But if you had a really nice looking worksheet, like that had a good lesson flow, but it looked beautiful. It had good like design principles to it. The students would engage so much more with the content and stay focused than just mess around and get bored and distracted. And once I figured that out, I obsessed over making like beautiful lessons teachers would spend like an hour i would spend like four five six hours on making this beautiful lesson that was shared by everyone and so i started to get noticed quite quickly at the company and hence how i got the content coordinator position because i love just designing things and making things look beautiful and i think after a while i started using canva for kind of making booklets at the school and started working on really big projects. I just finished two 100-page lesson booklets on TOEFL, yeah, whatever. But I just had that kind of, I guess the long story short is that the at this Hogwan, the biggest skill and the biggest thing that's kept me here is learning this design skill through actually just making lessons. Sure, I le- learned how to teach and how to interact with students and learn that education lesson building process. But the biggest skill and the biggest thing that's keeping me here was this design element to the job where I get to create kind of functional design material that if I make something look beautiful and then people use it. And so I guess applying that learned skill to this kind of notion creator job business that I've created for myself is, does that make sense? I feel like I'm totally not. It's like, (laughs) no, I, it totally makes sense because I can totally relate to that. The whole idea of, yeah. Cause I, I also come from, you know, it's so interesting, Mala. Cause like, tell me about you. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, tell me about so you. So I just like, you know, super short, civil engineering. Okay. Oh, yeah. I work on a few big projects. I get bored. I leave corporate and I've been always like really into teaching, like into explaining things and getting to people and like helping them understand something. So even at work, I, in construction, there's this like lead, there was this like exam that you could take for, to like show your, I don't know, knowledge on sustainability certification, blah, 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 blah. So even like, I just raised my hand, you know, I'm going to take it. I'm going to create this course. So like my peers can take the exam because, you know, I have passed the exam, but other people are, were, and it was a new thing. So people were not sure how to prepare for it. And, and I remember like being called to Mexico. So like I went to Mexico oh, to teach this course that oh, I so created. Cool. Yeah. So like yeah. I was always interested in teaching. And when my professor at the university was like, oh, Monica, you know, like, can you come in to run this program? So I went to like back to my alma mater, like University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. So I just like, I was like getting bored and then doing something interesting, bored, interesting. And I went back and forth between corporate and non-corporate because I think that they're good in both worlds, right? Like the fast kind of like budget driven, you know, corporate kind of fast paced thing. And then the more slower academia, like, so what happened to me was when I was in the US, I, I just got bored and then Samsung were doing a global talent sort of recruitment. So I went to Korea to work for Samsung. And then before that, I was like teaching a little bit and I met my husband, got married. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I want to, I had the typical, I want to find what I want to do and I'm still young. And, and, you know, last year I was diagnosed with ADHD. So everything makes perfect sense, but it's very similar to your story in that, since 2013, when I left Samsung, it was like, just to make a bit of money and just to, you know, do something, I started teaching English, but I just could not stand like little kids. It was just too difficult for me to really wrap my head around kids and entertaining. And I did I, adults and I loved it. Like I love post-college and like C-level executives. They're the best students, really. They're the best students. Because they're there. They want to learn, yeah, right? They're they like paying learn. for courses. Like yeah. they decide what they want to do. But then I have 10 years of one-on-one coaching experience. And I think now that I'm doing podcasting, it's like, it's like so easy for me. And I'm like, you know, like I like I've done this for 10 years, like I like talking to people who have nothing to say. And then at the end of the hour, I get them to talk. So it says, like, you know, it's all the little things that really do accumulate. But and, and now it makes perfect sense. Like your work looks really polished. And I think it's like Canva. I've seen like your like emails, right? Like the emails that you're sending through Gumroad. Yeah. I got to right, work like, on those. I got to work on those. So, but still, I like. I think you are one of the few people that I Use get images. emails from Gumroad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, and I, I was even thinking I should maybe do this, but like, I don't, you know, Notion to me was actually super easy. Like that's a part where I don't understand like how other tech stuff is so hard, sure, but like yeah. Notion to me was so easy. So yeah, even Gumroad. Even Gumroad to me, it's like super, it's supposed to be super easy, but like I tried like figuring out the newsletter stuff 
And then it would not send it. Like I'm probably pushing the wrong buttons. I don't know. Mm. Going back to you, like the, um, yeah, like I think your story, now that you're telling me, you know, like I used to have this like, like a couple years ago, a drop shipping business and all yeah. of that really, yeah. I think, prepares you for today. Like I oh, mean, yeah. you need to all really seize is... the moment. Oh, I am. Honestly, <laughs> like, Cause I don't, I'm turning, or am I turning 32 very soon? And I'm wow. thinking like, I cannot, that's young, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. But you know what? On Twitter, I like, okay, like 20 lessons I've learned when like in my 20th birthday. And I'm like, wow. Like there, there are of course people who are younger, oh my but God. you're so young. Okay. Good. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh, I cannot work for like, I can't work for someone else like any, any forever. I can't, I cannot do it. And now that I, even after like a, you make your first sale, like even back when I had that drop shipping business, my very first sale was from an Instagram post. I was just like wow. posting random shit. I had no followers at all or something. I just ended up posting a picture. Someone found it. I made a $150 sale on like a product. What were you selling? Men's winter jackets. It from was, where? So drop shipping generally you you get connected to like a wholesaler or a supplier from China and then you act as like a middleman where someone would purchase that from your store you do all the marketing nice product pages someone buys from you you contact the Chinese seller and then they send it directly to the customer but using Shopify there's a bunch of apps and stuff that do this like but you were like, you were the middleman for like one manufacturing company or multiple. No. So I had my own like business and stuff. I would just like find products on AliExpress, See? use an app to import them into my store. And if anyone bought it, it would route the order through my store. To, yeah. Yeah. It, it, most products you see advertised on like Instagram or Facebook and stuff probably are drop shipped. And uh, you're not no longer doing that or are you still doing that? No, no I'm not Why no not? doing that. Well, I had this one You make product. it sound so easy, Milo. Like I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> oh maybe God. I should look into it. it but I'm not, sure it's a it's lot more complicated. It, Anything that like involves money and people, it's hard. Like, you know, refunds yeah. and like, oh, this didn't get in. Oh my it's God. broken. It, you have to return it. <laughs> And with clothing, like the refund rate was like 15, 20%. And then you got to take the refund. And they're mad. They're always mad. <laughs> Wait, what was the... Oh, why, why did you doing stop? It? Yeah. I was selling, I was selling this one jacket that looked like a Canada goose jacket, you know, Canada goose yeah. that, like, brand with, but it was, it was a knockoff Chinese version called China goose. I literally said China <laughs> goose in a map. <laughs> and it was, I would get it for like 40 bucks and I would sell it for like a hundred, 120 or something. And I made like, spent weeks making the most beautiful product page. Had a really, I learned how to do Facebook advertisements, learned how to do the ad wow. platform, which was so interesting, which I don't think I've ever seen a Notion creator use like Facebook ads or Instagram ads, which would probably work to be honest. But oh. I was selling this jacket. It was working. I was, uh, it was doing about, my margins were so bad. I was doing like a thousand dollars a month, but I was spending like, like 10 grand on Facebook ads and like oh, 16 grand wow. on product on like product 
buying the product and stuff. So oh I was moving God. around a lot of product, but my margins were so bad because I was still so new and I was really bad at calculating the PayPal fees and refund fees, which I eventually got the hang of. But during that time, COVID hit. So the shipping times from China would took like six weeks and I was selling a winter jacket. So people <laughs> needed it for like that. They needed it now. They needed it like a week ago. And then I like split up with my girlfriend at the time. And then I changed locations and I got a job promotion, moved from Ilsan to Bundang area. Got a, So like all of these things happened at once. That was just like, it just made no sense for me to continue doing it. And in a way that's probably better because I wasn't really proud of the brand or the company I made. I, I didn't really feel invested in it. It felt scammy a bit, but it worked. Yeah. So, but even like, I mean, I it, it's a, I probably have like random jobs I've done. Like, I, I used to, like, I had a friend who had a restaurant and then I had this machine, like a really expensive machine at home, and it made the perfect lemonade. Okay. <laughs> and, it was okay. like, and it was like a colleague of mine. I'm like, you know, I make the perfect lemonade. And then we did a tasting and they loved it. So I started like selling lemonade. Oh my God. This is like the old days, wait, Monica. Wait, like, is this when you're six years old? Is no. this when you're six years old? This like, was in Korea, like not, not so long ago. Oh my God. So yeah, t- speaking of random things, I had no idea with like your drop shop shipping stuff, but it all does tie in somehow, right? Like yeah. your business yeah. entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Like this idea, oh, I see an opportunity. I'm going to use, I think the oh a few words I that you use, I learned, how, I learned how to do this. I learned how to do that. Where does that come from? I don't know. When I was just really young, like right from the start, I just loved new things. Like just even as like a little baby, I just like run towards this, do that, run towards this. And just even growing up, I would obsess over like learning something, master it, take it to the absolute limit and then just ditch it. Like example, I when I was 16, I picked up a Rubik's Cube, learned how to like learn, watch like started doing it, watched a video of someone doing it really fast. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that. And so I got it to about like a minute or so. I was in school and someone like was like, hey, I have a friend that goes to a competition. And so I went to a competition and then discovered this whole world community of speed cubing. And then within a year, I was I got to about 14 second time and I was ranked in the top 10 in Canada at the time for speed solving the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Just like little things like that. I just obsess over and just wow. take it to the absolute maximum till either I get bored or I break it or like, I, I just find like when you, cause a lot of people will quit after they do something and they'll quit around the same time. But if you push past that, like difficulty threshold and keep pushing it, you start to like, realize all of these new lessons that you didn't know existed so imagine you put in like 10 like 100 hours into something and you get to 80 percent mastery you put in another 100 100 hours and you get to 90 percent mastery another 100 hours and you get to like 92 percent mastery so it gets like exponentially much harder but at each of those like difficulty thresholds where a lot of people give up there are so many really cool lessons that you learn at each of those difficulty phases and I got Got obsessed with that. I loved like pushing past that kind of 
difficulty barrier because there's all of these sweet, juicy nuggets of information that a lot of people don't discover just because they give up too early. I don't know. That, no, that makes total sense. And I was like, oh, you know, like, this is a perfect clip. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, you know, like, as I'm like recording these episodes and like, I have to go back and like, you know, sift through like, what could be a good clip? And I was like, wow, this is like, what he just, and I just didn't want to interrupt it at all. This would be a great clip because I totally (laughs) agree with you. My problem is that, and like you said, you just don't know until you pass the quitting point. Yeah, it's yeah. like my son, you know, he was swimming and then he was like, oh my God, this is too hard. I want to quit. And we just kept asking him to go a little bit more, a little bit more. And then yeah, he yeah. went to a competition and he ended up so proud of himself, right? Like, wow, yes. I did that, yes. right? And I think the same thing with anything that you do, but... I don't know, like with me, when I get obsessed about quitting, it's really hard for me to keep going, right? It's like, okay, I don't, I, I don't want, like, I really, I'm bored. Like, I just cannot make, force myself to do it. But one thing that I kept on for like incredibly long, I'm surprised mm. to myself, is like English and Notion. And mm. I think by like how I did that, I see things, like podcasting, I can see myself doing it for a long time. But yeah, you like, do you English? Your English is no, fantastic. I teach English. Teach? I teach, oh, teach English. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've done that for over 10 years and I still do now. But, you know, like I've quit, like I cannot be on a job over two years. It's like two years is like my max. Like I'm like, oh, I cannot yeah. force myself to do this more. Yeah, so right, yeah. right now I'm consulting and doing I mean, just one example, like I was telling you, I did civil engineering, like 53 story mm. buildings. Like it was like, oh, yeah. boring. The first few <laughs> concrete, months, super so much exciting. <laughs> no, and like, I mean, it was so fun, like so fun, mm. like so fun. And then at the year, it was like so boring. It's like so mm. fun and so boring. But I don't know if you know, Korea has been like the super hub for like a global kind of like upscale luxury fashion sort of center. And you probably heard of like the Gucci show. There was a Louis Vuitton show on top of a bridge. Korea uh, loves that stuff, especially Dechi and Gangnam area. Yeah, they love that, that stuff. Like, but yeah, I, I was involved in some of these like major fashion shows and okay. I love them. It's just like so intense for about three months. And then it's over. Mm, like it's yeah. really over. Like they, you know, like you move on to the next project. And I love that idea of really intense sprints, building something and then being mm. over and then new yeah, thing. Yeah. So that's how like, I feel I started consulting for like, you know, doing small notion projects and so it's been cool. so fun. I want to do that. Consult. So you were saying that I think like you had a, a gym, yeah. maybe like. Yeah, yeah. Over, yeah I'm still like working a, on that. So how did that happen? Like, did somebody just contact you? Oh, I have this the gym. Guy, or you he found my them. course. He found my course creator on Gumroad and paid for it because he needed a way of kind of organizing his entire exercise video library. I don't, I'm not going to say his name, but he's pretty big on Instagram. It's like 200,000. It's got a whole, like his own gym, actually loads of clients, his own workout app and stuff. And he just needed a way to put all his exercise video library 
in like an organized kind of system. And so then he just reached out to me and just emailed me. He's like, look, I love this course creator. It's like what I need, but I'm, I just basically too dumb to figure this out. And I need someone who's good at this stuff. Like, do you do client work, consulting, whatever? And so I was like, hell yeah, let's, we just set up the email exchange and we exchanged like a few emails, figured it out, got on a call and just yeah, went from there. And so I'm still working with the guy, the chillest guy ever. Like we're, yeah, just, just having great conversations, like just vibing really hard with each other. Good thing I, well, I exercise as well. So I understand the content at least at which he wants to do. And yeah, still working on that project. I feel like probably for not as much money as I, I feel like it should be, but I mean, it's my first like consulting client job so it's just like a learning experience really so i'm getting paid in knowledge i yeah you do you start you do that stuff now i did recently and you know it's one of those things where like i don't know just like it could be like an adhd thing i don't know but when i see other people do it i have this really strong kind of aversion like i don't want to do what other people are doing (laughs) i have this thing and i was like seeing you know notion like template creators and I just felt like oh you know like I don't want to do the same thing like I don't like I don't want to like become a notion consultant like I had this thing where and then when it like when I actually sort of gave up thinking that way it's just like people and I wanted to really get into deeply more and more into like English because you know I love English and I've been part of these communities or masterminds where it's just like really putting your ego, you know, down. And it's not about like, what do you want? But like, it's really like, what are people asking you to do? Or like, what are people coming to you for? And a lot of people ask me for like Notion help. And I was just helping them. I was like creating stuff for them. Like I was doing things. And then it's like, you know, maybe like I can offer this as a service and as a product. And as I just got people who were willing to pay me, right? It's like, you know, like, it's like awesome. so is awesome. this something that <laughs> I can charge people to do? Yeah. And then not only feeling like imposter syndrome in terms of like, oh, you know, like yeah, anybody yeah. could actually do this, but like I'm yeah, doing Notion's it. Notion's so easy. Why, why are they paying me? Right, for right. So like, I just felt that way. But then now that again like all the coaching background coming into place like all the things that I've done and I've done like I don't know fashion show production like events like business development like PR work because I worked with like media companies in Korea and all of that I think adds to something so like the input or like my perspective or like through my lens I see it in a unique way so Hmm. I have definitely sort of reached a point where you know, there's value that I can provide. Before, I feel like, you know, other people are doing it and they're doing it great. Like, I don't need to be another kind of piece of noise. I just feel like, you know, like, I don't know if I have anything like so new to contribute, but I'm seeing the value now. Like, oh, you know, I could come up with something that is a little bit different. It's more me and it's helpful and valuable. And I'm looking into creating more products, creating more more help because like there's only a few hours a day I can do work like you know it's really like after about 1 p.m I have to be like 
turn my dial into like mom dial. And then like, it's just like, you know, I cannot work for like until the evening. So I want to create more products where I don't need to get as involved. And yeah, we'll see. Maybe like in a couple months, I am also working on my website right now. Like, just because I don't have a website. So I'm going to try to come up with a website to include like my coaching, my consulting, and just really diving in on Notion. What, what web builder are you using? So right now, <laughs> it's a big sigh because I'm yeah, like, because I am in between two. So I'm in between WordPress and Squarespace. Okay. okay. Those are the two that I'm looking into. Those are, um, those are not easy to use. Those are really not easy to use. Well, I'm really big on, you know, I'm not very good at it. I'm going to find somebody who's good at it and I'm going to ask for help. Like I'm okay, really good. Yeah, I'm really good at not outsource as in like, okay, figure it all out. I would get very involved, but I would know what I want. And it's just finding somebody, can you build this? And then if I can find somebody who has the technical capacity to like make it happen, um, you know, I'll work with them. So right now I have a person who is, who I think is pretty good with WordPress Okay. That's good. And that person yeah. tells me that, well, the other thing is I also look at my references and a lot of the people that I respect and follow are using WordPress. Yeah. It's like the, I would say an industry standard, maybe I would say it's like the, but then it's complicated. So I'm like, oh, should I do that? Should I not? It's like and you want to edit videos. It's like, if you want to edit videos, like Adobe Premiere, right? Adobe Premiere is like that industry standard of course there are other things that are easier to use but yeah word wordpress it's like that's the big one right yeah so wordpress yeah. or squarespace squarespace just bought google domains and all my domains are on okay. google domains so okay. i'm like oh i'm like oh should i do like squarespace I, I just i'm trying to find what is easy but then also gives me flexibility to do what i want how about you well, I'm building a new, yeah, building a new website now, which is going to be my website for like hopefully years. Right now I have a Type Dream website, but it's Type Dream's just good for like quick and dirty, quick and easy landing pages that are like the editor is so easy to use. You've definitely seen Type Dream pages before. I mean, maybe you've seen my website as well before. I have, yeah. Yeah, that's using type dream, but it's it's very bad for SEO. It's not there's nothing you can do on the back end. And I how do I say? I'm not here for a short time. I'm here for the long haul. Like I am right. 100% committed. I need I want something like I'm building a brand here. I'm not building like a hobby store. I'm building but That's how like I a brand. that's how I saw yeah. it too. So, and I'm investing so, in like designers, yeah. like builders. Yeah, so I'm moving to Webflow, and I've spent okay. the last few. Webflow is a lot. Well, it's a lot more challenging to use. There's a lot more things you can do, and you're doing it yourself. Yeah, doing it for the most wow. part myself. But I'm gonna I'm gonna download buy a template, a basic template that will have. Well, yeah, a template that I can just edit it and change it. I'm but still, building, I mean, yeah. it's still work i think figuring it out (laughs) like Uh, you have the template you have webflow and like connecting the two 
Yeah, it's I a big project. I could not do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of work, especially now taking a look at, I'm doing the Webflow 101 courses on their website and yeah, they're really good, but yeah, Webflow is no joke and there's a lot to learn. So that's going to take a bit of my time, but I just know that it's an investment for the future because that's going to, I need a proper website that I can get onto the back end, figure out all that SEO stuff. I have a good like way of doing blogs where I can just like put in the title, my content, and it automatically puts it into the website. I don't have to cr create a separate page for it. Just like a real kind of professional system I can use. So I'm working on that now. I found a template I'm going to use. I found that today. So I'll be working on, have it in my schedule. I've given myself a whole month to basically recreate my type dream website inside Webflow with this new template. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be so good. And that, it's going to be so good. My lo I think one of the points that you mentioned earlier, like I thought is like, I like totally agree on and you were talking about how, you know, like you don't know what's beyond there, like when you want to give up, but like there's so mm. much more you can do. The same thing I think applies to Notion, right? Like for people, I think give up too early without yeah. actually really tasting the benefits of Notion, but sure. you have created this more elaborate templates and I'm sure they have been very successful, but what kind of feedback are you getting from your users or like, what do you have seen? Like, where do people drop, you know, from Notion or what has been like, I don't know, the turning point for people for like, you know, in your experience, teaching somebody to really love Notion? It's, it's a good question. You, got, you need to understand that most people who do use Notion don't know it that well. And that's in a way why they're buying a template is to solve a problem. So that's why those really, those really simple, clean templates that like Ezo makes and what a lot of people try and copy, that's why they really do really well because it needs to be as simple as possible for like the average user. And so I would say a lot of, I would, I don't get a lot of complaints, but if I do get some, especially on EM studio, like, cause it's a bit heavy, it's a bit complex and they'll say it takes a bit of getting used to with the newer templates that I've made now, I've made them really simple, just two databases, one page, no garbage, no fluff. And so those have been doing really well. I do find like with my, I guess, kind of brand identity aesthetic, I like adding color and images and custom icons and stuff. And with Notion, whenever you add like color, I find it, it in a way subtly adds a level of complexity. Although it doesn't, the databases and everything still work. I find the notion is just still quite complex to the average user that when you start adding extra information on the page, even if it's just color, it can be that small enough to make it seem overwhelming. So that's something that I need to try and balance. However, the with this new kind of template I'm coming out with, this new kind of teacher planner, it's been really like structured, but yet aesthetic. And I have some trial testers working on it right now, and they've 
they love it. It's been really good. I think to combat though, to fight against that, I do provide a lot of video tutorials in every single section now of my templates, give a lot of documentation and stuff. Like really most people will pick up a brand new product that's way more difficult than Notion and just figure it out using documentation, right? Like you're going to learn how to use WordPress or maybe learning like Canva or a new web tool. People want to use it. They just need to have easy access to say a tutorial or something. So being able to provide video guides or video tutorials inside your templates do help a lot. So, so you put them different. like, it's like, like a Loom video or do you put like the video file inside your Notion page? So actually I could probably show you, I, I'll just explain it. Yeah, basically I have a, like on the page, on one of the sections of, let's say, my big teacher planner, maybe in the note tracker, I have like a button for quick guide. So you click quick guide and it shows okay. you how to create this, create that. And at the top, I'll have a YouTube video that I have filmed myself, face, screen recording, and then I will upload it to YouTube, but unlisted, just so it's not on my main channel, but I can just embed it into Notion. Which is, mm. which is great. So every single section now has an embedded YouTube video that has me going through that page and showing them how to use it and explaining it. Cool. Which I think That's is, awesome. is helpful. The, one of the things that also you said is that like, that I totally agree with is, I mean, yeah, it's, it could be difficult to learn and they're like these steps, but I think if it solves a problem, you will go through it, right? And like, you will want to use it and you will look forward to using it because it's helping you solve a problem and not creating yeah. more work. But in your experience, maybe like even for you, like what do you think are common problems people are having that they really want to solve? And, you know, you're trying to do it through your templates. Oh, what common problems? Or even like- or for even teachers? No, just... or like for you, what kind of, besides the teacher- and the whole curriculum and the work part, what are some other things that you're using Notion for, like very well? Even just like a daily, well, daily calendar, like a task daily manager. Calendar. Like I never got big into Google Calendar and stuff. I know really? like people use calendars, people I'm not... should. I never got big on that, but now I use my Notion calendar. If it's not on the calendar, I'm not doing it. I forget about it or something. On the Notion calendar. I'm, I am I use, I use a calendar religiously now. Yeah, my Notion calendar. But what's so good is I can click into it, put in all this information on that entry, that calendar entry. I can then link it to other things that I have. Using it to manage content. I don't do that so much, but I will be doing it a lot more when I get into like TikTok and Instagram and stuff. When I was planning my YouTube videos, just even having a YouTube video template on Notion, click it and it comes up with a template for like script, thumbnail ideas, whatnot. So even, I would say Notion's so great in a way that although there are these common problems you could use it to solve, it's just really great for creating custom workflows. So literally any kind of thing you do regularly on a daily or weekly basis, you could create a workflow or some kind of system inside Notion that will just, well, save you time and just make everything much more, much easier, right? If, yeah. you have a, if, you, if there's something you do weekly and you do it 
the same way every single time. You can put that kind of workflow in Notion and then it just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I that's, that so, that's what I, yeah, I agree. And I'm really, I know, you know, like Notion bought Crone, this calendar app. And oh, they bought Crone? Oh yeah, I saw A long time ago, yeah. So I am really looking forward. I think that's for sure, I feel 2023 update, you know, like big update on Notion calendar or something where, cause it's really, I have like two lives. One is like my Google calendar. Cause oh, it's yeah. so much easier to invite people through Google calendar. And sure. then I don't know, I just, I'm just so used to my Google calendar and that's going to be one window, but I am also really warming up to Crone. beautiful, you know, interface. It's really easy. I don't know if, if you use it, but that it's much. very keyboard-based. And that's kind of like where things are moving towards, like keyboard-based where you can share like unique, you know, one-time links with people, sharing your availability. So it's really nice for that. So I'm really looking for, you know, towards for forward to the Crone Notion calendar update. And Notion has been pretty big on, you know, Notion AI. Do you use it a lot? Do you just oh, yeah. like... What kind of AI uses have you found really useful from Notion? Like not, you know, ChatGPT and all that, but like from Notion, what are some interesting use cases? God, I really got to play around with it more. I just wish I had more time. Yeah, I feel like there's so much that Notion AI can do, but I still am just like scratching the surface. One thing like that I, uh, yeah, I don't know too much about it, but I do have it and I do use it. One thing it will do is like it will read all of the databases on a page and like summarize it for you and explain how it works. Like when I'm making, like if I have a lot of sections in a template and a big kind of dashboard or something, I can just say like, yeah, describe to me this page and it'll explain all of the databases and everything. And you can do all the chat GPT prompt engineering stuff, change the tone and whatnot, the type of language it uses. But it's, it, does more than just is a it's more than just like an ai language model it's like a language model that's connected to the inner workings of notion and your notion page so Mm -hmm. it's taking information from that page and using it in its answers i've used it for like for my students for vocabulary like creating a table of vocabulary Korean English and then I could turn that into a database and do a lot of like interesting things with that I feel like Notion AI is so underused and it could there's a ton of stuff it could do I just I need more time to play around with it though yeah that's a great answer and I agree like for me like my go-to AI sort of brainstorming station will be ChatGPT yeah the one huge benefit of like Notion AI is that it lives on Notion, but yeah. I still find it a little bit buggy. So yeah. it's it will it has a mind of its own, <laughs> and sometimes it's too expensive it, too. Well, that too, but like the yeah. it has a mind of its own. So if I'm trying to let's say like I just want a, to give me a summary of only this portion, and then depending on where I put the question, it will give me different answers. Or if I'm trying to, yeah, so you have to, like you said, I think it's a matter of calibrated, you know, action. So testing, you know, if I do it, this will spit out this information. So I think like I need to, like you said, spend more time with it. One thing that I do like is that 
you don't have the character limit, right? Because with ChatGPT, you have the tokens and you cannot feed it more than X amount of characters. But with Notion, you could have like an entire, I don't know, like put all, all these quotes and all this like highlights from a book. And then you could have it, like I haven't tried it myself, but you could have it summarize all of your personal quotations and your personal highlights. And you could have a summary of the book, like your own kind of perspective of the book, right? And it will pull information from other databases, not just what's locally on that Just locally on that page. Okay, okay. But one thing that I really do like is, so there there's so many features and you can play around with this like custom AI blocks, right? Where you yeah. can pull in information yeah. from different property values or, and that I yes. think is very interesting. Yes. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Really so cool. for classes, I can think of a lot of applications. In fact, you know, when I was teaching groups and I was, I taught like resume, interview, building, interview skills, like presentation skills, like for so long before I met Notion. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I wish I had met Notion before, like Notion existed in like 2013, right? Because there's so many uses for an educator. And I think you're, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you found the perfect sort of, I think like, you are the perfect example of living the niche and like the niche, like you equal oh, niche. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, you know, is... for, for me, I am like three years looking for my niche. And I finally came to the conclusion, Monica, like your niche is like just being you and like yeah. doing custom things for people based on your experience. Like just really trying to like, maximize all the different ideas that spark with each individual case. That's like my niche. I don't have a niche, but then in your case, I'm like so jealous. Like, it's just like the perfect niche or maybe you feel stuck in your niche. No, I think honestly, when I, when I started looking for notion stuff or like I had built this notion kind of dashboard for teachers and stuff. I wanted to see what else there was for Notion for teachers. And there were some things on YouTube, but they were not good. And there's like one guy named Notion for teachers, but he's like a, pretty sure he's like a a university math teacher in England. And he just uses Notion for like extremely complicated, like math classes and stuff. And it's, there's nothing like, very branded or just generic for teachers. And I figured, you know what? Like I'm, this is perfect. Notion is so good for educators and for teachers or for just education in general. Like I'll just go just build stuff specifically for teachers, but it, and it seems perfect. And I feel like I'm the one creating that space. And I think that's why I've, gone quite bigger on Twitter, I guess more popular. I don't want to just say, oh, I'm getting popular, but because I'm I'm starting to get recognized or noticed because people look at Notion for teachers and they go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Notion for teachers. But it feels like some level of responsibility. The only teaching I've done is Academy 
ESL, which to, for the most part, isn't the most like intense academic environment, but at the same time, that type of teaching setting teaches you all of the core kind of basics you need as an educator, learning how to teach in general, talk like teaching in general, right? Sharing knowledge to a group of people, all of that time management and organizational stuff involving like keeping track of student information, lesson planning, like creating a curriculum, a targeted curriculum over the course of a year, just all of those kind of tasks that all teachers or most teachers will face. I feel as though I've got a good understanding of that, which in a way maybe is a good thing. I'm not like some really specific university professor that only knows that one kind of way of teaching. I just have this really good base understanding of teaching, which I think maybe helps me build out a core niche around teaching. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. It's like, it's just, you know, I think you enjoy because like, I think you are, you know, like people just say, oh, you know, like being at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And, and you like, you are the perfect, perfect example of all of those things combined that are happening. You think so? You think so? Yeah. I, I need so to like, hear I that. really want I to, to hear that. <laughs> I don't think you need to hear that. I'm sure you already know. Cause like, I'm looking just, around thinking like, am I the only one here? What? And I'm surprised that it's working. And I feel like I I'm going, like I'm walking down this dark road or this forest with a flashlight and there's like no one here. And I'm like, I'm, did I get lost? But for some reason it feels like it's something's working. So I feel like maybe I've walked off the path that everyone's going and I found my own path and it's working. Something's working. And I feel like yeah. that's why it feels a bit quiet, but it, yeah, I don't know. I, Make Creating is also like, you know, pretty lonely and stuff, but yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's a great place to, to wrap. Like I, I've learned yeah, yeah, so sure. much, you know, Milo from you and it's in Korea, you know, I don't know if you heard the term new face where there's like, like a new person, new energy, like new sort of philosophies that are being fed. I'm actually very excited that a non-ISLO like creator is getting attention and just something different, you know, like more flavor to the notion space. And I think the more different creators we have, just the more inspiration. And I get like really inspired by your work to apply yeah. even for my thing and just makes me think who is like my notion for and for me like I'm working with a lot of creators and entrepreneurs but it just really like sparks ideas and it made me look into Canva more seriously uh, I was like Canva's wow awesome. you can create all of these things you know what I mean like I yeah. you are I yeah. think you're inspiring in probably many ways that you probably like cannot imagine but just encouraging you to keep at it you're doing great. Thank you so much. Where Thank could so we much. get, I mean, like, you know, this is a new podcast. I don't know who's listening, but like the, who are, who would you, or where should I tell the people listening? Go my, to My Twitter to to or my you. website, I guess. My Twitter. Your Twitter. website Notion. will be the same link and it Notion will. for number four. Teachers. Yeah. Yeah. So like the website will be the same, even with a new website, right? Like just. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking You're not of creating buying... a new domain. 
I'm thinking of buying Notion for forteachers.com, but it's like thousands of dollars and I got to hire someone to acquire it. But I- My God. I no, no, I'm keeping it the same. As an option. Life. Okay, okay. So yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. your Twitter, yeah, Twitter, like just keep engaging in Twitter. I love the Twitter space. Yeah, and really looking forward to what you're going to do next. All the new products are going to, I'm going to keep an eye and yeah. So thank you so much for making time. 